Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast. I'm Bill Kelly. Well, today on the program, we had a special broadcast featuring Mohawk College and the City School Program by Mohawk and their corporate partners. City School is a bridge to education and meaningful employment opportunities, and by virtue of this, it generates a meaningful array of economic and social impacts. To get all the details, the leaders and the partners joined us on the show. It's all coming up now. The Bill Kelly Podcast starts now. Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. In ordinary times, we would probably be doing this show from uh, Mohawk College, uh, probably the Fennel campus, uh, although we've been to the other campuses as well over the years and talked about some of the great stories that uh, are associated with some of the programs offered by Mohawk College. Uh, and the one we want to talk about today, uh, and there's so many variations on this that it's going to take at least three hours to do this, is uh, the city school program that Mohawk College enacted some years ago. And uh, it's uh, been to suggest it's been an overwhelming success, I think it could be a, a massive understatement. There have been so many wonderful things happening about this, and there's some statistics I want to get into, but more importantly, there are stories we want to tell about how these programs have impacted uh, individuals, how they've impacted companies in this community, how companies have worked with Mohawk College to make this uh, city school program such a, a great success over the years. And it started uh, way back when, of course, in uh, 2015. And we're going to talk with uh, a number of people that are involved in the program and a number of those uh, partner organizations. But to kick things off, uh, we're so pleased to welcome back to the program Ron McCurdy, the president of Mohawk College, and Jim Vanderbeek, uh, the dean for the Center for Community and Experiential Learning at Mohawk College. Ron, Jim, both of you, uh, great to have you back in the program. Uh, good morning to all. Well, good morning, Bill. Good morning, Jim. Thanks to be here. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Ron. Very nice to be with you again. Thank you for having us today. Well, this is this is a big day. I mean, I, I've talked with both of you gentlemen at, at various times about this program, and uh, you know, we were just, well, how's it going, etc. Because it was an, uh, Ron, a, a, an incredible initiative way back when, uh, and I think you and I had that discussion because the first time the city school surfaced uh, in the community classroom was at the Eva Rothwell Center, and that's a place in the north end of Hamilton that I know well. We broadcast from there and talked to some of the great people there, and and the, the concept, Ron, and uh, you can put some uh, some meat on the bones here, but essentially. Is it, you're bringing the school to the community, aren't you? Yeah, it really came out of the work that the Hamilton Spectator did on the COVID series back, uh, I don't know, more than 10 years ago now. And when we realized there was such uh, economic and social and health disparities between people in uh, more wealthy communities, people in, in more modest communities. And so uh, part of the Mohawk's reaction was, can we get uh, a educational intervention uh, in front of people to help them make that that, that leap into full-time meaningful employment. And we realized we couldn't get people off the Fennel campus. There were too many barriers. So this was uh, us taking the school uh, right to the the doorsteps of the uh, individuals who needed that intervention the most. You know, when I was down there, Jim, at uh, Eva Rothwell, I, this was years ago, before this program started, of course, and uh, talking with some of the folks down there, Larry Pakin and others that got that program organized at Eva Rothwell, I was surprised to find out that the overwhelming percentage of, of youth in that area probably don't move more than about four or five blocks away from their neighborhood. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of that, as you say, there's some, some financial barriers and a number of other things that are going on. So this is this is outside-the-box thinking by Mohawk, isn't it, to say, okay, well, we're going to come to you, we're going to show you what, what what, what we can do for you in this community. That's right, Bill. Um, we learned that very early in, in the uh, initial stages of developing City School. We understood very clearly that um, some of the communities that we wanted to engage would not be coming up to our wonderful campuses. We have three wonderful campuses uh, 
in the community, of course, and but they would not be uh, feeling comfortable or secure in terms of uh, you know their own self-esteem and their confidence levels. They didn't feel that that was a place for them. So we recognized that if we were going to start a journey for them, we needed to come down to the neighborhoods. We needed to be engaging the communities directly. We needed to understand exactly what the needs were and then begin a journey and and ignite that interest in a lifelong learning journey that they could begin right in their own neighborhoods and then progress up to our world-class facilities at our campuses. Now, we're going to to expand on this in a few minutes, uh, but Jim, you bring up a very valid point here. Uh, It's not just bringing the school to the community, it's it's tailoring programs for those individual students. I mean, uh, this is not just, well, this is the curriculum. If you can't keep up, uh, that's too bad. Uh, You you offer so many support services here and and, and variations on the program, and and it might explain that because this is this is rather unique that it's it's exactly what each one of these students would need yeah it's very true bill we we really have had to reinvent on how we deliver college uh college programming uh in terms of ensuring that individuals who we are going to engage in this particular initiative in the city school initiative how do we make sure we create the conditions for success for those individuals these are individuals who have not had a tremendous uh, opportunity in terms of a post-secondary journey. And so we want to make sure that if we're going to lay a path forward for them, that it is going to be marked by success. So we had to reinvent. We had to re, uh, redesign and redevelop our programming to ensure that individuals could see progress. They could be rewarded for that progress. And again, that uh, some of the learning outcomes that we had identified would be attainable for them. And uh, this has been a very interesting journey for Mohawk. Uh, it's been very much a learning journey for us, as well as a learning journey for the community. And we continue to move forward on that front, and we continue to listen to what the community is telling us that they need. So it's, uh, it's been an important partnership and collaboration. Ron, Jim brings up a very good point. This is a very fluid operation. I mean, what, what you started out with in 2015 uh, is not what you're doing now. You've expanded that. You've, you've made some modifications to this based on feedback that you've received uh, from your partners, certainly. We're going to talk to some of those, but also from the students that are taking part in the programs. We, we have, and we've taken a couple of interesting turns along the way. So when we started, uh, the employer partners weren't, uh, weren't an important part of the connection. We were really trying to tackle the education piece and make education uh, accessible to uh, those students who needed it the most. And uh, we realized, though, uh, a short time into the, the City School Initiative that having a ready employer at the end with a job offer uh, made all the difference in terms of people's motivation to study. And so bringing the employer partners into that equation, uh, then tailoring the education so it met their needs, uh, t- turned out to be a, a very big piece of the success of City School. How successful has it been? That's not a rhetorical question because we actually have data to substantiate just how successful it's been. Of course, uh, you employed uh, the folks at Deloitte to do a report on this economic impact of City School. Uh, two quick stats, Ron, that I want to throw out here and get you to comment on. 92% of City School participants report that their knowledge and skills improved as a result of the coursework. 62% report that the programs connected them with employers following graduation, which just underscores the points you made. You're educating people, you're moving them toward the workforce, and you're introducing them to what could be future employers. 
Yeah, that's proven to be, uh, you know, the right combination, having those future employers in there. And the fact that we've got uh, many city school uh, students who have passed through and gone straight to, uh, you know, full-time meaningful work. Uh, and some of them have come to college or gone uh, elsewhere to study, to continue their studies, uh, is, I think, testament to the fact that it is working. The 92%, of, that's a very high rate to have uh, participants report that uh, they felt it valuable in terms of improving their knowledge and skills. And then, again, if two-thirds of people are connected with employers through that process, uh, that's a very high number, given that uh, about a third of them want to continue their, uh, their studies. But this is, uh, Jim, really marrying the two concepts of, of, of Mohawk, as, as Ron was saying, certainly the educational component, but also uh, the employment, employ- uh, which is, the, I guess, goes all the way back to the root uh, reasons why community colleges were instituted by the, uh, the Dave, Bill Davis government way back in the early 1970s. It was, it was to make sure that, that, was, that uh, there was some connection. And I know those, it was difficult back in those days, but, I mean, you're, you're a leader right now in, in, in bringing these two concepts together. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's been a, a very interesting journey because, as we just described, Bill, we, we started out from a community engagement uh, standpoint and we began to speak to the neighborhoods and, the, and our neighbors in those neighborhoods who resided there and understand those needs. And then what was interesting is that as we grew the program, we started with one class of 15 students and today we've had over uh, 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 almost uh, 1,200 students register for the program. Uh, but we've had employers coming to us and asking, you know, you're doing some very innovative work in the communities, and uh, we actually have some, we have some workforce needs, and we're wondering if we could collaborate with you to ensure that these individuals that you're engaging in an educational journey and a training journey can actually begin to think about and contemplate uh, a career pathway with our industry. And so that's how this journey has unfolded. And as Ron pointed out, we now have a demand-led dimension to this where we are essentially training. We're doing precision training. We're understanding exactly what the industries are looking for, the exact skills and competencies they're looking for. And then we're customizing the training program so that individuals who engage and enroll can actually acquire those competencies and skills and be able to move forward to meaningful jobs. Well, and and that's connecting the dots there, isn't it, Ron? Exactly what's going on here. I mean, this uh, this is great for the students, certainly, but it's also good for the employers. I mean, what they're doing here basically is supporting a program that's probably going to supply them with their future workforce. Yeah, and it's fascinating when you talk to the CEOs, as I do uh, regularly, and you're going to talk to uh, Norm Schlina later on your program, and mm-hmm. uh, Norm's going to tell you uh, some of the uh, the challenges that we have as we attract employers to uh, the, the city. The biggest need that they have is workforce. It's not capital. It's not customers. It's a workforce. And so um, we, we have people out of jobs uh, that are looking for work, and we have employers that are looking for workers. So... It's a great uh, it's a great position to be in to be able to support the employers as they're looking to build their workforce and, of course, to be able to support individuals to get them trained for those jobs. And and there's so many different facets to this as well. I, mean, you, you, I think just a couple of seconds ago, Jim, you mentioned about the web page. Uh, you can spend hours on that web page. There's so much information, but more importantly, so many different options for people that are saying, "Look, at this is my circumstance right now. I've got to do something about it." Uh, you know, this is the place you want to turn to because this is offering so many different ways uh, that you can learn and at the same time be introduced to to potential future employers. And at the and the in the 
broadest term, and we are going to talk with Norm and some of the folks from Economic Development about this in just a couple of minutes, uh, it's addressing the skill shortage that we've been talking about in this country for well, over 10 years now. That's right. Uh, it is true. It's It's been uh, a very important priority for the community, that skills gap and how we fill that skills gap. And it is about really realizing uh, sometimes what is referred to as the, the latent potential workforce. There is a there's a uh, there's a part of our community that can make a tremendous economic contribution uh, to our community and our economic well-being. So city schools really leveraging that, and and it is. We started out with one course uh, in 2015. Today we have over 150 courses. We have a spectrum of courses that cover the full range of uh, of industries that uh, that comprise Hamilton. So it's, it's been a very, very interesting opportunity for us to uh, support these individuals. And each of those courses, as we talked about just a, bit, a minute ago, really is about customized courses. They have intensive wraparound supports for the learners, ensuring that they're successful and they can begin to have a meaningful journey going forward in terms of an educational pathway. And it's important, Bill, to realize that this isn't just impacting the individuals themselves as they go forward, but it's also impacting their families and their children. So we've had so many testimonials from our students who talk about the fact that they're home, they're in school, and they have a very positive environment. Their children see them in school, and they recognize the value of education. So this generational shift that we're also enabling through City School is an important dimension and, and an important value of the work that we're doing. Just as, as an example for our listeners of, of how this program is so malleable to, to suit the needs, uh, Ron, let's let's talk about PSWs, which of course is a hot topic in the province today because of long-term care and the and the, the, the investigations that are going on into that and, and the suggestions about how to improve that. There's a real need for PSWs. You had a program already for that, but you've modified that, uh, made it more available to people now, and, and you're addressing an immediate need in the community. We are, and, and we've got uh, partners, uh, Thrive Group and others that are working with us on that, that are hiring uh, the, the students as they graduate through the program. Uh, the government, of course, has stepped up with their own funding mm-hmm. uh, for students to uh, ensure that uh, the, the next cohort will come through tuition-free, uh, even if they come through the main uh, campus for a full program or if they come through our modified program through City School. So it's really uh, it's been helpful to have their support as well, but but uh, as you know, uh, Bill, tough time for long-term care homes. The needs are great. Uh, PSWs are are challenging jobs to start with. Of course, working uh, with with elderly, and it's a lot of physical demands on uh, on individuals who go in through that career. So. To be able to uh, to support them through something like city school, to be able to move rapidly to uh, change and to adjust to the needs, uh, that, that's what uh, this program's all about. Uh, by the way, there's a key phrase there that Ron mentioned, uh, tuition-free, which is an option for um, a lot of this stuff here for people that are thinking, well, I'm financially challenged. You need to talk to the people at Mohawk about exactly how you can qualify and, and exactly how you can do this uh, and, and qualify for, for some of those programs that we've talked about. But the whole thing about this, and we did talk yesterday about the announcement about the federal government, Ron, kicking in money for programs like this. But what makes that work is is a college like Mohawk that's already got the program. In other words, they need a vehicle to do this this here's the money you guys have already got this thing up and running it, it makes for an easy partnership between governments and, and the college at the same time 
It, it does, and it, it allows us to be pretty responsive. In fact, Mohawk is actually designing uh, programs for other uh, colleges to get quickly up to speed uh, uh, to be able to move forward fast because it won't, of course, just be us. The need is right across the country. So uh, flexibility, speed to be able to innovate quickly and adjust uh, to market conditions quickly is what it's all about these days, it seems. Well, we're uh, going to do a break. There's a lot more we want to talk about here and a lot more people that we want to bring onto the program, uh, partners and uh, those that have benefited from the program. And uh, we're going to get a perspective from the city on this in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. This is Mohawk College City School, which is going on for a number of years right now. And the great work that they are doing is probably more important now than it even has been in the past simply because of where we are here with the pandemic and trying to come out of the pandemic and well so many people are working on on the, the public health aspect of this uh, we also have to focus on the economic recovery and i know that the the political leaders are trying to do that too but we need help and community support for these sorts of things and that's why city school uh, just seems to be uh, right there for us when we need it most uh, and to give a perspective on how in, this is impacting the city as we look forward to how we're going to come out of the pandemic from the economic standpoint. So pleased to welcome back to the program uh, Norm Schlehan, who is the Director of Economic Development for the City of Hamilton, and Grace Mader, Director uh, for the City. Uh, Norm, Grace, great to talk to both of you again. Thanks so much for being part of the show today. That's a pleasure, Bill. Now, Norm, let me start off with you, if I could, and, and talk about the, the impact that this program has had. Now, you and I have talked about the impact of Mohawk College, of course, as a skills trade uh, learning center for so many people. But now, uh, as we look towards the future here and how we're going to rebound from uh, from the, the, the devastation, actually, that some industries have actually suffered because of the pandemic, talk to us about how important this city school program is. Well, Bill, it's extremely important, and you know, an important aspect of ensuring that uh, the city can continue to support local economic growth is to make certain that we have the workforce with the training capacity that meets the needs of local employers, and, and to have a program like City School that can actually take uh, individuals and help retrain them. Uh, we have the workforce here, and the ability to basically to retrain them and put them into the workforce. There are several municipalities in, in around our area that uh, don't have these people that, that, that are right in our, their backyard. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just great to have a program like this that can actually retrain and put these people into our workforce, especially with the uptick in investment that we've seen in the city during this pandemic. There are going to be a lot of job opportunities for individuals uh, to take advantage of as, as we move through this. Grace, all the years that you've been working for the city, you've always... Uh been focused to, to a large extent on, on developing programs for communities to maximize the input of those programs, uh, but reaching right into the community like the city has done, but now Mohawk College is doing with City School, uh, really, really is, is, I think, touching the issue itself and, and providing, I think, a very viable solution to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, this partnership uh, between the city and Mohawk College around City School is vital in, for those that people that are in receipt of social assistance particularly um, this avenue we all know that the best way out of out of poverty is through education and what Mohawk College is doing is bringing that education rate to their doorstep in their neighborhood they're helping to break down that feeling of intimidation about this post-secondary institution um, up on the mountain that you know seems unattainable for a lot of folks but they're bringing it right down into the community and to and to breaking down those concerns about, you know, the mystery around it and that intimidating factor is is so vital to the success of this program and to all of those folks that have gone through it. 
And and the outreach, Grace, is so very important to this, isn't it? I mean, we talked about the the birth of this, of course, with the Ever Rothwell Center down in the North End, and, and that was done in coordination, of course, with the city. Uh, the second one was at Hamilton Public Library right downtown, which, of course, is an area that uh, where many of the residents are facing challenges that you've already addressed. But the pop-up sites are, are rather interesting, too. It's basically saying, look, here's the program. Where do you need us? And this is where the conversation and the coordination comes into play. Absolutely. The the ability for Mohawk to respond to the different locations throughout the city, depending on whatever the needs of the community are, as well as what, is the, what are the needs of employers in the community. They've been able to be adaptable and flexible to, to address whatever those new things might be happening, much like you've already mentioned about, you know, the PSW. Mm-hmm. There's others through the pandemic it's also been the expansion of, of services for the housing sector and supports to that sector as well and they're always looking for for individuals that have received some level of training and through city school those individuals are able to you know get the um the education and the support they need to be successful Norm, we've talked many times about uh, the, the role that economic development is playing in the recovery that Hamilton went through and the, and the renaissance that Hamilton went through pre-pandemic. Uh, obviously, everybody's been set back a little bit because of what's gone on over the last year, some more than others, certainly. But every time that we, you were on the phone with prospective, uh, not just employers, but maybe companies that are looking to relocate or to expand their operations, uh, Hamilton comes up, as you've told me time and time again, because of available workforce and the training that they can get. 100% Bill. That is Mohawk College and, the, and, and, and McMaster University and having post-secondary institutions within your community that are able to deliver workforce and well-trained workforce and especially in the case here with City School um, in terms of the, the programs and, and the sectors that are currently coming to the City of Hamilton. Uh, w- workforce is, is number one. Uh, it's, it has been uh, it used to be uh, when you took a look at uh, locations of, of businesses and where they wanted to go, it used to be price, taxes, and development charges. Uh, right now, the first question out of the mouth is, can you supply us with the workforce that uh, we require? And Mohawk College goes a long way in helping us answer those questions. They come to the table with us uh, when we are uh, talking to prospective investors, and they're at the table with us when we're dealing with the companies uh, uh, within the community that are looking to expand the workforce as well. You touched on something a couple of seconds ago that I want to expand on a little bit. And that's retraining, uh, especially coming out of the of the pandemic recession that we're all uh, experiencing these days. There may well be a, a change in direction for people that are waiting here. They maybe they're on the CERB program or whatever, uh, waiting for employment. Uh, employment, as we know it, may be different in some of these uh, industries, and they may have been employed in previously. Uh, and this is an opportunity, really, in, in the in the. The, the dark days of a pandemic, what we're more, a Mohawk, I guess, is offering here, Norm, is an opportunity to pivot and to switch and maybe say, you know what, I want, I can get trained, maybe do this, and maybe this is the time to make that career change uh, into a different role here that might be more beneficial in the long term. Uh, and that retraining program is a big part of the of what City School is doing. Oh, 100% again, Bill, the, the, the retraining is such a huge aspect of that. There are so many people that have been displaced uh, d- during this pandemic that may be trying to figure out where they where they want to go and where what the, what they want to do next. Uh, and the fortunate part, uh, if you could be a fortunate part during a pandemic, is that the city has realized a lot of new investment uh, over the last uh, last uh, couple of years, especially. And there are going to be jobs that are going to be available for individuals uh, in in goods movement and food food and beverage processing and. Uh, uh, and tech jobs as well. So th- there are opportunities across the board, across uh, all the sectors of our economy. 
you talk about the impact it's having on community. And Grace, I know you're aware of the report that Deloitte did about the program and the impact that it's having, uh, not just in, in the job market, but also in the community as well. Uh, these are pretty impressive numbers. Uh, they say for every funding dollar invested, we estimate $1.13 of value added to Ontario's economy is the outcome of these uh, impacts. It also says for every million dollars invested, 22 jobs created or sustained uh, through the economy because of this as well. So uh, you talk about getting bang for your buck. This program certainly does that, doesn't it? No, for sure. I mean, it has demonstrated the success over and over again. I think, you know, a lot of the research that we've demonstrated over the years in when it comes to education, right from early years, right on up, is that for every dollar invested, you will reap far more at the other end of that. For an economy in Hamilton, as those individuals, you know, move through the system and are able to find regular employment with a steady income, they are then be able to contribute to the overall economy on a daily basis. So the the, the benefits um, are tenfold for the community. Well, and we've talked about the economic impact, uh, especially at the local level, Norm. When when jobs are created like this and people are improving their situation, maybe because of some of these retraining courses, uh, it's as Grace mentioned, uh, that money that they're making, that income that they've generated, goes right back into the community. I mean, they're not sticking it into foreign bank accounts or anything. I mean, they're spending it at those small stores that uh, that have been problematic, of course, because of the pandemic, and they're looking to get back on their feet. What they need right now is customers. Well, if you've got people with money in their pockets and a desire to buy stuff and i think we do uh that's good it, everybody wins in a situation like that it's true bill that and by, by dealing and retraining your local workforce these folks already live in the community and now that they're they're getting retrained and perhaps getting more some more, some more money in their pockets uh, as a result of their additional their skill sets they're going to go out and spend that money in those local merchants that that we have here in the city one of the other key elements of this, and we're going to expand on this a little bit later on with some of our other guests too, is is the uh, availability of these courses, Grace. It's not just that they're there. Uh, and it's the fact that many of these are tuition-free programs. Uh, for people that might say, well, I never graduated high school. How am I going to go to Mohawk College? Uh, graduation from high school is not a, a requisite part of this at all. Talk to the people there. There are you know programs available for people. It, the, the goal here is is really to is do whatever they can to, to make this is uh, as, as available as they can to just about everybody who needs it. Absolutely. And the, the idea behind, you know, I'm an adult learner. Sometimes I don't want to go back to a, a normal at, um, route for upgrading and things. Mohawk College has taken that barrier down for me. I'm able to then, you know, be introduced into what a post-secondary educational of institution is like. But without, like I said, without that intimidating factor, um, because so many times that we have people, you know, particularly those on social assistance, and we're looking for referral avenues, this city school has worked perfectly for those because it's, like I said, it's in their community. It's in the in a like the Eva Rothwell Center, like you mentioned. It's in an area that they already have a familiarity with, so it doesn't seem as scary or or the need to try and venture beyond their neighborhood. Um, so I think it has really hit the mark for our community. As you mentioned earlier, too, through the Code Red, we developed, um, along with Mohawk College as a partnership, about you know neighborhood action strategies. And so much of what we heard from the community was about the need for, you know, I want to learn something new. I don't have an opportunity. And City School has been able to address that need. 
Well, and to your point, uh, another line from the Deloitte uh, study that I think is, is very germane to this, too. Uh, a little over 50% of the students that, uh, that joined uh, this program over the years were reliant on Ontario Works uh, support prior to the program. 14% decrease in that number upon graduation, uh, which means people got better jobs. Uh, they got jobs that paid more money and, and were able to become more sustainable. So, I mean, there's an end game here, isn't there, Grace? Oh, for sure. And I think it's, you know, we've talked about, too, it's a payoff for both sides of it. It's for those employers that have been looking for the right skill set, and Mohawk's been able to tailor their programs to meet that need. So they don't have to go out and look far afield. They're able to turn right to Mohawk to find that right skill set. And for those individuals, Mohawk's providing that support for them to find that employment, that it's not you've done your course and you're on your own. There is that opportunity to develop that throughout their, their experience with City School. One of the other great things about this, Norm, uh, that I think makes this the success that it is, are the partnerships, uh, something that the city, of course, has been doing for many, many years at, with Mohawk, uh, but the, the, the industrial and, and commercial partnerships that they've developed with the people like, well, the Port Authority, the airport, uh, and so many businesses around town uh, that, that want to come on board like this, they're offering that, that availability of their expertise to train these people, and uh, some of the programs, as we've talked about, have co-op sections where they're actually the students are getting hands-on learning in situations and learning from the people that that are doing that job right now it's a it's it's a, really it's a fast track to employment isn't it? it it is and you know workforce development is a broad and complex uh, multifaceted and that occurs over time but uh these you know studies have shown over the years that workforce development requires a collaborative effort and having all these organizations come together it certainly does fast track and and i can tell you here in hamilton uh, from an investment perspective and, and from uh, as well as from the employment piece, that Hamilton does it really, really well in terms of uh, we're, we're a bit of the envy for some of our other economic development uh, uh, counterparts in other parts of, of the province in terms of how, uh, how well the city collaborates uh, with its partners, being like the airport, the colleges, the universities, uh, uh, the major stakeholders in the community. And, and basically, you know, we're a big city with a small town feel and can really bring things to the finish line. So, uh, but you're right, that having that collaborative spirit really does help fast-track uh, that development process. And that it's only been a while. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, Grace, that that's happened. You know, there was a time generations ago, I guess, where, you know, Mohawk was this little community college up on the mountain. McMaster was the university in the West End. And, and never the twain shall meet. And businesses weren't really talking with them. You basically you went to one of those institutions. You got your diploma or your certificate, whatever. And then you had to go start knocking on doors and say, okay, where am I going to work for the rest of my life now? Uh, but this sense of cooperation and collaboration between the, the learning institutions and business uh, is maybe not unique to Hamilton, but it certainly, uh, I think, grew. Its, uh, the the uh, concept actually grew here. And uh, Norm's point's well taken. There are other communities that are basically knocking on your door and say, how do you guys do this? We hear it all the time in the, uh, in the human services sector, particularly, is how fortunate we are to have the commitment of our large institutions in our community. Um, it's not only the cooperation between those large, you know, the anchor institutions, as we refer to them. It's also with grassroots um, organizations, you know, like the Eva Roswell Center, like the other community partners um, around the city. We have always been seen as a leader amongst that about that. You know, why, why try and do things separately when you can do things much better together? So um, and Mohawk's commitment to that um, has been, you know, unwavering. Um, and particularly over this last year, you know, as everybody's been pulled in different directions when it comes to um, dealing with the impacts of the pandemic, 
we've still been trying to forge forward with these partnerships. They haven't lost sight of that. Um, and I think that uh, that just goes to speak to the kind of commitment from Mohawk and from all the community partners as well. We talked a couple of minutes ago with Ron McCurley, Norma, about uh, the skills trade shortage, and uh, it's it's ongoing. It started long before the pandemic, uh, and, and governments are scratching their heads trying to figure out exactly how they're going to address this. I mean, we're going to need a lot more people uh, in some of these key positions. Uh, and, and step one, I guess, uh, oftentimes is to introduce people to the possibility of these uh, jobs that are out there, jobs that they may not even know of or trades that they may not even know of. And that's, that's key for Mohawk College, isn't it, to reach out to the community and say, have you ever thought of this this might be the answer to your job situation it, it, it is bill and you know that uh, mohawk's been a huge partner with uh, uh in, in doing that that outreach and uh, i've had the good fortune of sitting with paul armstrong on the industry education mm-hmm. council as well and uh we're the, it, the iec looks looks at basically trying to introduce those those skills at a at an early early age because i mean i think we have to educate not only the individuals in the community mohawk's doing a really good job trying to educate uh, potential uh, workers uh, within, within there, but as well as educating, you know, the parents and uh, of, of these students and, and individuals that, that are coming through the ranks as well, saying that skilled trades are a very viable job opportunity moving into the future. But you see that partnership, and you see, uh, I mentioned, uh, Grace, how malleable this program is. But I'm just looking at the count here. 157 different courses involved in this city school program. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess the cliche is there's something for everybody. But what it means is, as, as you and the city uh, and, of course, the college have, have discerned different needs in different parts of the city, uh, they've, they've made that accommodation within the program. And the, the program has expanded because of that. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the really beauty part of this too is that this is a this is a, a program that can be a little bit daring. It can try a few things, and then if things don't work, you're able to course correct, um, and and you go with the flow as to what the demand is at the time as well. And I think that is what's made it so successful is that it it hasn't been just rigid in one approach only. It has been open to input about what what is needed out in the community, hearing from employers about we've got this new contract and these are the kinds of folks we need. This is where they can turn to Mohawk to say, you know, this is my need. Can you help us find them? And then Mohawk can reach out and look to the different partners, such as the city with our Ontario works as a referral avenue to them um, to also look at, there might be some folks that are sitting on assistance that really have that skill set, and we're able to work together to find the best fit for everyone. Exactly. Well, it's a great success story, but it's a great success story because of the collaboration uh, with the city and Mohawk and, of course, uh, the industry partners as well. Continued good luck and success with the work that you guys are doing at the city right now. Uh, I know that uh, there might be a propensity when economic downturns like this occur to to actually pull back a little bit and just kind of reassess the situation. But this partnership is just going full bore ahead and just say, no, this is when they need it more than ever. Uh, And the the numbers, I think, indicate just how successful it's been. Uh, Norm, Grace, thanks you again for, for the great work that you guys do and thanks so much for being part of the program today thanks very much no problem, bill thank you norm Sleehan and uh, grace mater of course from the city economic development department looking at uh, the partnership with mohawk and city school you're listening to the bill kelly show podcast on 900 chml special edition of the bill kelly show where we are uh, highlighting mohawk college's city school program which has been going on for a number of years now in partnership with a number of different organizations and of course the city of hamilton uh and in these uh 
economic hardship times, of course, that so many people are worried about uh, employment in the future and making a steady income. The, here's the program that's it's addressing those needs, and it's been in place long before the pandemic, certainly, but certainly is, is I think the importance of it and the success rate uh, are key factors and things that we need to be talking about. Uh, so giving people opportunities to, to try to look at a program like this to try to maybe pivot find a different kind of employment or maybe get back into the same genre that you were in before but obviously with more education and more training and uh, we'll give you some of the examples of how you can get into that a little bit later on but this does not happen without those partnerships and one of the big partnerships that uh, is making the city school program so effective of course is the partnership with thrive group and uh, we want to introduce you to the group a little bit and talk to a little bit about the work that they're doing within the community and doing with mohawk college and to that end we're so pleased to welcome lucy sheehan who's the executive director of the thrive group and uh, sherry lee strigley who is the director of development employee with thrive uh, lucy sherry lee thank you so much for joining us great to have you on the show today Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Lucy, let me start with you, and maybe for those who may not know about this, talk to us about the Thrive Group, what you're all about. Uh, sure, I'll give you a little bit on the Thrive Group. Uh, we're a nonprofit charitable organization, um, and uh, Thrive Group is actually an umbrella organization for four other organizations, uh, which is uh, the long-term care uh, sector of, of uh, St. Peter's Residence at Shadoke and Idlewild Manor, and I'm the community arm of Thrive Group uh, for Able Living Services and uh, Capability Support Services. So Thrive Group is the back office supports that we all share. We've integrated to uh, be efficient in our um, in our dollars for the community and uh, sharing our HR and our IT and finance. Well, all the things that make a business work. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if without those sorts of supports, there, Sherry Lee, uh, you know, these other enterprises just wouldn't be able to survive in situations like this. And you, you're you're the the strong arm there that kind of gives gives them the direction to go and the support services to get the stuff done that needs to be done, so the services can be delivered. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Uh, you know, we see a, a huge need in our community for staffing shortages. Uh, and the ongoing need for professional development. So to deliver high-quality education to our workers uh, is at the forefront, hence why we started to meet with Mohawk over the last few years uh, to work together uh, to build this incredible partnership. Well, talk to us about that partnership and how is it working, how, how it developed and, and where you are right now. Absolutely. So we started, uh, um, we've always uh, worked with Mohawk and take students into our programs, but uh, in particular with the PSW shortage in Ontario, we started working with city schools. Um, and originally we started offering uh, career and community long-term care to start to introduce uh, our line of work with uh, individuals in the community. Um, we started with that course and we, we then broadened it through skills advanced opportunity in a partnership with Mohawk and the Ministry of Labor Training and Skills Development um, with keys being to target the, the market uh, shortages um, in the healthcare sector, uh, looking for opportunity to fill those shortages um, and trying to reduce barriers to employment and provide those training and support strategies um, to ensure long-term workplace success. Well, because I know that when we've talked about some of the, the challenges with long-term care over the last couple of months, Lucy, the, the question that got asked oftentimes was, well, where are you going to find staffing for this? I mean, we know there's, there's staff shortages, uh, but training is, is, is uh, intense because, it's, it's, let's face it, there's a, it's a complex job, really, isn't it? And it takes uh, a, a special kind of individual to be able to do this, but if the proper training is, is extremely important in, in making sure that they're job-ready and employment-ready. 
Absolutely. I think that uh, that's what's so wonderful about our partnership with Mohawk is that, you know, for us as an organization, uh, building a strong culture uh, is really important. And uh, with Mohawk and City Schools, we've been able to actually collaborate and deliver some of the modules uh, in, the, in the course to actually uh, ensure that that piece comes to the forefront, that customer service, that um, quality service excellence. And so we've been part of uh, delivering some of that information um, as part of the, the course. And then uh, when we hire them, they're already, they have a bit of a leg up. And they also recognize that coming to this organization, that is really important. Talk to us about uh, the feedback, Sherry Lee, that you're getting from your partners, uh, the, the folks that you're working with here. Uh, you mentioned St. Peter's residents at Shadok and, and Idlewild, of course, uh, Able Living Services uh, and, and the folks like that. Uh, and and the, 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 their attitude towards the work that you're doing to support and, and basically uh, give them the support they need on a daily basis. Absolutely. I mean, it's key to give them the support. I mean, they're the ones that are doing the heavy lifting, and especially during this pandemic, uh, we certainly wouldn't be successful as an organization without them. So our, our teams have embraced this. Uh, you know, we're doing everything we can uh, to provide them with the coworkers that they need. So they've absolutely um, embraced this. And uh, we, we've had great success. We're now on our third uh, cohort. Um, and uh, we have hired eight individuals to date, which is outstanding uh, to work in our programs. Uh, we certainly hope to be hiring many more. Uh, again, during this pandemic, there's been the challenges for all individuals, uh, whether it be family, um, you know, or medical. But we uh, we certainly um, hope to continue this and, and bring more staff. And we're looking at other avenues. And that's the beauty of City School. Um, you know, they have the flexibility to offer this micro credentialing, um, which is, is a, a great way to recognize, um, you know, skills in our, our field. And as Lucy said. Just looking at those soft skills like communication, teamwork, you know, problem solving, time management, those are huge benefits to our organization. Um, and these uh, students um, are able to do uh, placements um, in each of our cohorts that we're offering. So they're doing 30 hours, um, you know, in our program. So they get to see, um, you know, the work that they're doing, uh, meet our residents and clients and work with our teams. And really, as Lucy said, becoming a part of our culture um, through this course. And uh, it's it's a, our goal at the end is, is to offer employment, and we've had great success. That's such a key part to this whole process and the learning process, isn't it, Lucy, the, that hands-on experience as you're going through the, the learning process? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, we have a really uh, fulsome orientation program once you come into our uh, come into our organizations. Um, but having that little bit of uh, information up ahead, meeting meeting the uh, some team members from our HR group as well as some of our leadership, um, bringing them in and having some of that information already at their fingertips, and then just being able to now practice it is really key uh, for sure. And, and and obviously, the, as you mentioned, Sherry Lee, that it's a it's a path to employment because you're going this this hands-on experience in one of these facilities or maybe a couple of them, I guess, depending on exactly uh, which part of the program you're in. Uh, and and you you already know the staff, you already know the institution, and they more importantly know the potential employee as well. So it seems to be a natural transition because they've been working there for a period of time through the course of this uh, program. That uh, that when they're finished the program, that they would just ease right into the staffing situation there absolutely and you know the the beauty is too like we've streamlined this program uh, programming and 
the flexibility to customize and to work with Mohawk uh, to meet the needs of, uh, needs of Thrive has been critical. Um, you know, even just the job readiness, um, you know, there's a number of things that are required um, of our employees. And so through this program, ensuring that they have that job readiness and getting their, their resumes done, interview skills, you know, providing uniforms, um, you know, footwear, grooming, uh, police checks, all those are, are so critical to breaking down barriers for individuals that aren't able to access those things or, or really know how. Um, so to work together uh, in this partnership, um, you know, is really benefiting, uh, I think, both of us at the end of the day. Um, you know, our partnership absolutely built on uh, respect and trust, and um, we we actually talk about the Mohawk Thrive family because we uh, we seem to be working together on a fairly regular basis, and uh, we are just so honored to have this partnership. But the, the thing is there, and I'm glad you really touched on that, Lucy. I mean, you guys offer the whole package. I mean, somebody who's listening to this and saying, I might want to do that, but I, I don't know how. I don't know anything about this. I, I don't even know how to do a resume. I don't know any of that stuff. You handle all that. I mean, you, you, this is a, a, a very wholesome uh, enterprise here, and you, you're covering all the bases for the potential student slash employee. Yes, absolutely. Um, and if anybody is interested, our website, uh, .ca, um where uh, we have a, uh, a fulsome page there on sort of what we're doing for the pandemic, what are uh, all the different programs across um, the five or six regions that we spread across now. Um, we've just added another region. Um, so um, there's uh, also all of our job postings and everything are up there on the website, so uh, we encourage people to, to check us out. Um, and just to echo um, Shirley's comment about our Mohawk family, um, like they're just wonderful people to work with. Uh, it's almost like uh, when we have a meeting, and now it's it's a little more difficult because we are um, virtual. But uh, when we get together, we usually like we have uh, a really great discussion. We just generally really enjoy each other's company, and to just you know we're firing on all cylinders with different opportunities and uh, creating different. Uh, courses or different areas that we see a need and then Mohawk comes to the table with uh, with ideas which is just really uh, a really cool thing that uh, that's uh, developed here well it's it's wonderful to see a collaboration that has the success ratio that that yours does but you mentioned expansion too Lucy I mean in these times uh, during this pandemic I mean let's face it there's the strain and the pressure on an awful lot of businesses in 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 this realm here uh, in support services uh, are, are going to be challenged, shall we say, because of this. So an organization like Thrive uh, really fits the bill for some of these needs here because you're offering all those support services uh, that uh, that they could be using, whether it's finance, IT, human resources, uh, organizational development. You guys cover all facets of that. It's no wonder you guys have expanded into different regions already. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it sort of seems like uh, everybody's doors are closing during COVID and ours are, are opening. We've expanded quite a bit over the course of the uh, over the course of the pandemic. Uh, we've opened now two programs, transitional programs, one in Paris and then just last week in Hagersville. Um, we've uh, certainly uh, opened up as far as even uh, outreach programs and, and try to help uh, get some folks get out of hospital uh, that don't necessarily need to be there so that, that they're not over capacity and can actually serve those folks that are really, really not well. Um, and then that training piece is key, right? Um, uh, we've 
through we're fortunate through the uh, PSW collaborative of the ministry they provide training dollars and so we're regularly looking to Mohawk for innovative uh, opportunities to train our staff on the different nuances that that we see in the community uh, whether it's uh, dementia care um, you know any any of those kinds of things uh, we um, ventilation mechanical ventilation and trait care um, Mohawk has an amazing simulation center, uh, and we've been able to actually access that uh, pre-pandemic, hopefully to get back there once we're, we're back on site. Uh, but being able to, to access those types of training opportunities um, has just been, you know, really, really amazing and has served our clientele really well. But this is the whole thing. I mean, this is why I always enjoy doing these shows, though, Sherry Lee, because it, it, it gives our listeners an opportunity to learn about potential employment opportunities for them. I mean, let's face it, when people you know, think, hey, I might want a career in healthcare uh, or, or in long-term care situations like this, they may not know about the work that Thrive does. And, uh, and because you guys are really the, the safety net for an awful lot of this, as you say, offering these services so that these things can happen, the transfer uh, of patients and making sure they're getting maximum care through this whole thing uh and it 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 hopefully is going to let a light go off in some people's heads and say i i didn't even know about that i think i might want to pursue this and uh this is as good a time as any because of course we just talked about the uh, the federal government announcement the other day uh that there's going to be more money allocated for the program for psws uh so this is a, a great potential for career opportunity and for those that are thinking yeah we'll all take the course but what are the chances of employment uh pretty good right now because the industry is saying please we need people Absolutely, Bill, and it's interesting you touched on that because something we've been talking about with Mohawk for a while now, and it's even more prevalent, is that we need this to be a career of choice. I think often as kids are going through school, uh, you know, looking at entering in as a, as a personal support worker, it isn't seen as a career of choice, and as you can see with the government right now offering incentives and continually looking at wages so that it's the same across the board is so critical. They are frontline workers that are doing, as I say, the heavy lifting um, so we need to make sure this is a career choice, and we need it now more than ever. Um, and not just PSWs. Um, there's such a, a shortage of nurses as well, the RPN, the RN. Uh, you know, everyone's having to increase uh, their their staff at this time. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're losing a, a lot of nurses as well, um, you know, to other opportunities in our community. And so we need to look at that. And another benefit to this is we can do some bridging with Mohawk. So we can bridge from PSW to RPN, um, and again, that that's an outstanding opportunity for our staff. Another opportunity that this has availed itself is that our internal staff, we hire uh, staff that are personal attendants um, in some of our community programs, and so we've been able to include our internal staff in these programs so that they start to get courses um, and they can become certified as PSWs. So it's not only a huge benefit to community, it's a benefit to our internal staff. And when we can offer perks and opportunity to our staff, uh, we take advantage of that. And, and for those that are, are listening and thinking, yeah, I want to pursue this, well, first of all, they can go to the Thrive webpage uh, and the City School webpage and get all the information they want on that. Uh, but this is this is a situation where if you want to pursue a career this, and this is a great opportunity for it, as we mentioned, but uh, but Thrive is really the vessel, isn't it, Sherry Lee, that uh, this, is, this is how you get through to this. You don't go knocking on the door of the facility themselves. You get the training here. Uh, and by the way, we should mention uh, there's no tuition for this, all right, because of the government subsidy that's involved in this. Uh, 
so if you qualify, and there's a, a, a small list of qualifications that people have to, to check boxes on, but it's it's not onerous by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this is a, a, an outstanding opportunity, really. Yeah, it is an incredible opportunity. And um, again, we've been working with Mohawk quite closely lately uh, to look at offering. I, I think they're looking at about 360 spots. And so Thrive mm-hmm. Group certainly will be working with them um, throughout this course to offer the placement opportunities within in all of our programs uh, in hopes to hire uh, at the end. Uh, so it's a great opportunity. I'm thrilled to see that they're offering, uh, you know, tuition paid, uh, paid placements, um, just a great opportunity for people to get into this career, and Thrive Group absolutely uh, welcomes them. Um, and we have so many uh, opportunities uh, for them to learn and, and thrive and work. Well, I have uh, more than a few times, Lucy, over the last year or so, especially because of the the uh, exposure of some of the concerns and challenges with long-term care, uh, been talking to government officials and saying, why can't you do something like this? Why can't you offer uh, paid training? Why can't you get the, the opportunities for these people so they can increase their staffing levels? And here we are. Uh, we're, we're finally at that spot. Uh, and as you say, there's about a little over 300 positions that are available right now in this course right now uh, and career opportunities. So, uh, uh you know, kudos to the government for stepping up and offering the funding for this. Uh, but it only works, as we've said before, when there's a, a, an institution like Thrive that's already there that can say, yeah, we can handle this. We're already doing this. Uh, so it makes that much easier and it makes it much more, uh, I guess, possible for this to be a successful program. And we know where it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, we we have a bit of a saying around here that it's never know, it's how, right? Mm-hmm. And so what the beauty of this um, this program and, and the attention to this is that, as uh, Shirley say, like our staff work really darn hard and uh, it's really, and it's such important work. And so it's really wonderful that uh, it's uh, we're finally getting um, the recognition and the attention to that hard work and seeing going through a pandemic pro- highlighted that you know in spades right so it's really wonderful that we're um, that this is this is happening we're, we can actually also put some of our as Shirley said our, our internal folks through getting a certification because that's not required um, to actually work uh, for us we um, hire uh, for fit we train for skill and so that's where our partnership with the Mohawk really comes into into play so um, really exciting times for us for sure they certainly are, and uh, I'm glad you guys had some time to talk to us about this, too. We're very excited about City School and the collaborations, and we wanted to, to shine the light on, on organizations like yours that are so uh, important and critical to, to the success of these programs uh, as we look to, to come out of the pandemic and say, where are the employment opportunities? And uh, it, it goes right through City School, and it goes right through uh, the great work that you guys are doing as well. Lucy, Sherry Lee, thank you so much for this. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, okay, because we all benefit from it. Thank you so much, Bill, for having us. It was a real honor. Have a fabulous day. You too. Take care. Lucy Sheehan and Sherry Lee Strigley from the Thrive Group. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. The Bill Kelly Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 till noon on 900 CHML. I'm Bill Kelly. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure that you rate and review.